0: This is Warrior's Way Podcast, episode 63, and I'm James Eek. Fitness is one of two essential prerequisites for self defense performance. The other is mindset. What a shame it would be to develop your fitness and master the techniques necessary to prevail in a violent street attack, only to fail because you were mentally unprepared. It's important to become intimately familiar with the conditions present in a street fight so you're not surprised when you experience them firsthand. Too often people form opinions about what constitutes a violent attack based on anecdotal information or cinematic representations. That's a dangerous, ill-formed way to develop a self-defense foundation. There's no shortage of attack videos online. Repugnant as it may be, sort through the contrived footage and, believe it or not, the recreational fight videos, and you'll discover actual surveillance camera clips of attacks, as well as fight footage captured by eyewitnesses. Evaluate a representative sampling to fully understand the speed with which attacks occur. The setups used to initiate assaults, which reveal pre-incident indicators. Common striking techniques thugs rely on, patterns of vulnerability you can exploit, and lastly, the raw viciousness and ruthlessness of these animals. You'll find yourself growing increasingly pissed off as you watch kids get bullied, innocent people get beaten, and senseless violence, humiliation, and injury being unleashed. Even worse, you'll hear morons laughing at the victims or urging the attackers on. Now visualize yourself, your spouse, your children, or anyone you care for being victimized this way. It just may be the most important element of a combative mindset. After all, you should be indignant and angry that these scumbags subject innocent people to serious physical and emotional trauma. It's these visceral feelings that provide the foundation for your mindset. The emotions enable you to tap into your dark side on demand, and when you have to fight back against an unprovoked attack. The rest of the requirement for viciously yet lawfully unloading on an attacker is that you characteristically seek to avoid confrontations. Don't smart mouth, even when you think you're justified, and routinely let the small stuff roll off. Maintaining a demeanor that enables you to virtually disappear into the backdrop of societal white noise is an art. This mindset is so passive that it's actually aggressive. When you're facing an imminent attack, it will be immediately and exceptionally clear. You'll be unencumbered by doubt or uncertainty and and can resolutely rely on violence of action to defend yourself. Developing the switch that allows you to go from 0 to 100 miles per hour is simply a matter of accepting the fact you can be attacked, internalizing the consequences of that, and resolving to prevail if it happens. No victim of terrible violence ever wakes up thinking it could happen to him or her, but it can and does frequently. Once you've embraced this, an inevitable sense of resentment follows. That's a useful sentiment, one that can make you exponentially more dangerous when, you're, when you fight an attacker. Being, si- si- being situ- situationally aware for pre-incident indicators reduces your chance of being surprised and rendered unable to flip your switch quickly. But even if you're caught flat-footed, Having spent some time visualizing yourself being attacked and successfully responding prepares you more completely than if the thought never occurred to you. Couple this mental preparedness with your underlying rage and indignation. Aim squarely at anyone who commits these heinous crimes. And you'll find you can instantaneously tap into ferocity, resulting in explosive and effective responses. You shouldn't get paranoid and walk around ready to go off at any moment or be twitchy. That would make you just plain uncomfortable to be around. There aren't potential bad guys around every corner. Just live your life guided by rational caution. Be situationally aware and take action early to prevent having to deal with trouble. Well, actually you're dealing with it appropriately. By the way, don't ever question what you feel. In other words, don't talk yourself out of your own attack. Don't think out loud, expressing your uneasiness over what you feel is happening. It's likely someone will try to assuage your concerns. Don't let that happen. If you suddenly find yourself in the sickening, oh shit moment, blow through the surreal feeling and the denial and act immediately. The only way to take control of a situation that's ambiguously threatening or outright threatening is to act. Left unchecked, threats evolve into attacks. You have to break the chain of events before the attack fully manifests. That doesn't necessarily mean using force. It may mean crossing the street to remove yourself from immediate danger. It may mean verbally warning off an attacker. If you're unable to escape, it could mean assuming a harmless appearing position that prepares you to preemptively strike. It all depends on what you see during your moment. Bottom line. You want to achieve an empowering mindset that supports taking action based on a reasonable assessment of the threat and your right of self-defense. Maximize your ferocity by channeling your outrage right back at the attacker. Rage is powerful. So remember to rage with reason. Don't go too far and belly flop into the gratuitous violence quagmire. Use only the force necessary to stop threat. Any additional use of force is malicious and criminal. Don't act tenuously. To the contrary, if you are attacked, go off like a hand grenade and ruthlessly turn predator into prey. Honestly, it sucks having to even discuss this stuff. But feeling that way doesn't diminish the need to be able to protect yourself. Everyday law-abiding people are attacked. Maintaining the physical and mental fitness to deal with that is simply the responsible thing to do. So this is from a Black Belt Magazine article by a fellow by the name of Kelly McCann, who was a former member of the U.S. Marine Corps, and he's a member of the magazine's Black Belt Hall of Fame. Um, Where do I start? <laughs> I'm kind of divided when I read this article, I have to admit. I think that McCann is right about a whole lot. But also, he's giving advice to the general public that is completely useless. Simple fact. And this comes from experience. experience. You get yourself into a crappy or potentially violent situation, your response will immediately be fight or flight. Let's just say your response is to fight. McCann's advice to go off like a grenade and turn your so-called predator into prey is frankly naive and foolhardy when it comes to life, be it self-defense or anything else for that matter. Now, I was driving down the street today and I witnessed a little fender bender. And the person who got hit, if you want to call it a hit, was a young dude well, the person who actually lightly bumped the other car was a middle-aged lady. There was no damage done, and yet the young guy jumped out of his car in the middle of traffic and was literally going off like a hand grenade. I thought for sure he was about to launch himself through the window of her car and beat her up for what was more like a kiss than a crash. Now, imagine that the woman was instead a big burly dude who had just had a really bad day. And that grenade going off could have turned into something far worse for both of them than the nothing that the event really was. This is why I teach my kids' classes as well as the adult classes to make control of themselves and their opponent the key thing in their training. Not going off like a hand grenade. Now, that doesn't mean you need to be a victim. You have to defend yourself, for sure. You need to know how to respond. But just as the army teaches us, there needs to be a sober and realistic escalation of force. It's what we call rules of engagement in the army. In the city that I live in, Not too long ago, there was a street fight downtown and the guy who was defending himself hit the other guy, knocking him down and cracking his skull on the sidewalk and the guy died. So the person that was attacking ended up dead. Imagine if your child is being pushed around and goes off like a grenade and turns the other child pushing him or her into so-called prey. You see what I'm saying? We all see red every so often when we get cut off or someone does something that upsets us. That's life. What we don't need is to truly and idiotically believe that, as McCain says, rage is powerful or that you need to tap into your dark side. If this guy really believes that, I honestly, I feel sorry for him and anyone who listens to his advice because I think he's got some good advice. Here's what you need. You need to train. You need to learn to control yourself, your emotions, and prepare yourself for whatever may come your way. McCain's right with that. He says the same thing. But what you don't need is to act like someone with the biggest dose of testosterone around and feed rage or give into it. Whether it is actual military combat or regular everyday life. That way of dealing with things is going to get yourself in trouble. It's going to get those around you hurt or worse. And you can find yourself thrown in jail. Now, if your life is truly on the line, you need to know how to defend yourself. That is true. You need to develop a solid understanding of how to react to stressful situations. You need to trust yourself and your skills. You need to develop the abilities and the understanding that no matter what happens, you will not be defeated. This superpower doesn't come from learning to release your rage or attending some ridiculous weekend self-defense or reality-based combative seminar. But it's from regular and ongoing years of training in an art or arts that actually makes sense and that you are dedicated to and working at perfecting. Rage will not make you powerful. Rage will make you dumb. Rage will make you weak. Rage will make you react in a way that may require you to answer questions you don't want. But what do I know? I'm just a combat arms officer and martial artist with almost 40 years on the mat. If McCain or spent time in the military... He knows full well that most have been trained to stay calm under fire and to learn to rely on those skills. I don't recall any training telling me to embrace my rage or to go off like a grenade. We do this and the result is similar to all the rage-fueled videos we have seen with police losing it on suspects or street fights where people are standing there beating the snot out of each other. If your life depends on it, You need to defend yourself and survive, but you don't need to treat all situations the same as those that are life and death. McCann's article reminds me of the new and usually young dude who comes into jiu-jitsu class, and instead of learning to roll in a detached and calm way and actually learn to use the magic of jiu-jitsu, goes all spazzed out on their partner as if they're fighting for their life. Like the submission is life and death. And that being an aggressive psycho is the only way to fight. But like I I think I've said it before, spaz jitsu is not jujitsu. I should put that on a t-shirt. So, listen to McCann's advice to learn how to defend yourself. Also, listen to his advice to develop the proper mindset. This is key, and he's 100% right on that. After that, get yourself into a jiu-jitsu school, a good one, with a real lineage that teaches what jiu-jitsu truly is. And learn to deal with yourself first, to calm down, to breathe. Learn to deal with whatever comes your way in a cool and collected manner that will help you far more in life and in combat than letting yourself get all hyped up on adrenaline, testosterone, the dark side and rage and suffering the consequences for it. So there you go. Those are my two cents. I like the article. I'm not like I'm not knocking Mr. McCann for sure. I just think that uh It's easy to tell people that that is what you do. And you know what? There's a lot of people that teach that these days because it's the easy way. If I can teach you how to get yourself hyped up on your adrenaline, uh, you'll fight a lot harder than you would normally. But nowadays, that's just not good thinking. You need to learn how to calm down. If you've ever been cut off in traffic and gotten angry and started swearing and realized the kids were in the back seat, you know what I mean. <laughs> All right, let's go on. Anyways, question of the week I want to get back to training after a break, but I have a small child and a relationship and a job, and I wonder if once a week is good enough. That's a good question. Simple answer yes. Once a week is a good place to start, especially if you're bogged down for time. But here's a secret. Most people don't realize this. You actually have tons of time. Maybe you can find an early morning class, or maybe there's a lunch class that you can fit in that works as well as the evening classes that you think are the best fit. So suddenly you have time for more than just once a week. And if they, you don't, talk to the other students at your school and say, hey, I'd like to have a lunch class. Let's see if we can get some bodies and then tell the teacher about it and guarantee that I'll have so many people there and make it worth the while. With training, you need to do it regularly and consistently. You need to be disciplined and train like you need your training, like you need air and water. Now, that doesn't mean you need to do it seven days a week. All I'm saying is be careful you aren't setting yourself up for failure by saying you don't have time. We all have 24 hours in a day. Yep, we need to sleep in there, get some work done. But it's up to us what we use that time for and how we view it. It's about what's important. So there you go. And I think we are going to tie it up there. Um, Before we go... I've been working away at the Patreon page, like I've mentioned in a couple of the the previous podcasts. It's about ready to go. Um, basically, if you don't know what Patreon is, it's a way that you can support this podcast and make sure that it keeps going. Because, as you know, this thing is free, and me sitting here talking to myself is all yours. But if you want to see the thing going on. For the future, um, it's basically a way of allowing me to actually get you know some money for my time that it takes to make this. Because as you can imagine, or maybe you don't, it t- takes quite a bit of time to get this thing done. Um, to find the cool stuff to, to cover, to, you know, all of it. So with Patreon, the way that I'm setting it up is if you just... Like what I do, you can be uh, basically kind of like a a supporter and you subscribe a few bucks a month. And uh, it's just a nice way to, to give back to something that I would think, since you are listening to this all the time, that it actually matters to you and you want to see it keep going. Then the other option what I'm doing is I am going to have a whole bunch of videos and other material on a um, kind of like another tier that'll be about the same price as it would cost for you to get your Netflix for the month or something like that. Um, And I'll have videos and articles and tutorials and things like that there. Uh, I've got a bunch of videos that I've been recording over the past couple weeks and I just need to sit down and edit them and throw them on there. So they should be on there hopefully very soon. Um, So I'm kind of excited about this. Like I said last week, I think it's kind of the idea being it's kind of having it as your own portable sensei. Um, I've been teaching martial arts for, well, about 30 years now. So I I have some insight into things. Um, I'm not going to, you know, try to put videos on there that are all the, you know, flashy stuff that doesn't really work after you go, wow, that's super cool, I want to learn that. Or you try it once and then it never works again. It's going to be more um, fundamentals and stuff that will help amplify your training. So there could be martial arts stuff on there. There could be some fitness stuff, some stuff on meditation. And uh, in a lot of ways, it's going to be up to you. If you have some ideas that you would like to see on there and you're a subscriber or a potential one, let me know what you'd like to see and I can do that. Um, So anyways... That should be there very, very soon. The Patreon page is all set up. You can actually become a, uh, whatever they call it, sponsor already. Um, And then I will get the videos on there pretty soon. Um, The other thing is if you're really enjoying these Apple podcasts, or these podcasts, if you could do a review on Apple Podcasts, Give it a five-star review, and that would help me out a lot. Because the more people that listen to it, the better that it will be for all of us. I keep an eye on those things. And you know what? This thing's free, and as you can imagine, this is me sitting here talking to myself. So seeing that, you know, however many people have listened to this today or this week or whatever, um, it actually it makes a difference. And that's where, you know, someone said... This Patreon thing's a good idea because then, uh, you know, it's kind of a give and take type of thing, which is good. Um, then the other thing is we have a Facebook page set up. You can find the Warriors Way podcast there. You can also find me via the Eek Academy of Martial Arts. That's my martial arts school in beautiful Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. Um, you can join that, and I post stuff on both. Um, Our Instagram page is my martial arts school's uh, page. I post stuff for both Warriors Way Podcast and um, my martial arts stuff there. And to be honest, my kind of personal stuff too. uh, Because I just simply don't want to have more than one account. (laughs) Um, We have a website. You can look for us. Just Google Warriors Way Podcast and you'll find us. And of course, if you like the things that we talk about, we have a bunch of books that I've written that you can find for your Kobo, your Kindle, available as a paperback or as ebooks. Look for The Warrior's Way or A Wolf in the Woods. Both are about all this awesome training stuff. So there you go. I'm going to leave it there. Uh and feel free to drop a line, let me know what you think of the podcast. Um, any cool ideas that you might have, questions of the week, or just, uh, hey, you're doing a great job. (laughs) I love when I get those. Um, And I will leave it at that. You guys take care. Thanks for listening. Get on the mats, train hard, have fun, be a good friend, and make this world a little bit better today. Thanks.